All right, guys, I'm not sure if you're ready for my level of class here. Although, oh, that's nice. Nice. And it's a nice little handle, too. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. I just found this in my in my cupboard. I have no idea whose it is, but we're going for it. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Uh, all right. Uh, cheers, cheers to bud. you. Bacon's My Podcast is brought to you by PodDrinkWildBills.com and GreatRassoff.com. Yes. 10% off using the code BACON but we're also, at checkout. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Yeah, use the perfect package to clean your perfect package. Also, they also have the premium yeah, premium line that, that has the deodorant. Uh, as well as this stuff, this right here, the body wash, the body wash. I don't know about you guys, but I like I, I have this like love hate relationship with um, bars of soap. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's like, man, I need a bar of soap. But then sometimes it's like body wash. I like I like body wash at home. I uh-huh. like to bring a bar of soap with me when I travel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. And yeah. with that said, uh, that Manscaped scent is to die for. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I I use the uh, the the lawnmower uh, 4.0. Is it the 4.0 mm-hmm. it, now? It, it is the 4.0. I use that uh, not only on the beans, right, but I also use it on the pits. Uh, I yeah. am one of those people that uh, I shave my armpits. I, I don't do. shave. I, I I groom the armpits. Yeah. I don't shave the armpits. Though. I do. I get my arms too. Like I yeah, I can tell. I can tell you're very smooth. I yeah, like I you know what? I I read somewhere once that like hair is a breeding ground for bacteria and that's why people stink and then I lived in a van for so long oh, yeah, that well. I was like I was like, you know, I'm showering at like the gym and stuff, but I'm not at the gym every day, clearly. And so <laughs> <laughs> especially back then. Uh and so you know, I, I that just got in my head, and I was like, okay, well, if the smell is coming from the things that are growing in the hair, if I get rid of the hair, it'll be easier to not smell. And it actually did work. It, it really okay. did. Um, so, yeah, I, and I just got into the habit, and I still have that habit. So I use the uh, Lumor 4.0 on my arms, on my pits, uh, on my beans. I use it on the bean area. Yeah. I use it on the chest. Yeah, I use it on the chest, too. Uh, on the belly. Yep, on the little belly. And, It'd be weird and, if you did the chest and not the belly. <laughs> I, I've done that before. When, right. So like back when 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 I used like products that the battery ran out all the time. Right. Right. Or or that you have, uh, you have shiny pecs not, and then a hairy bowling ball. We're not we're not water resistant. <laughs> water resistance. Right. Right. Is is the key, and that's the thank thank God for the. The lawnmower yeah. because uh, it is water resistant. It is indeed. Uh, yeah, just like it would short out, and you get that owie. Right. Oh, I guess that that's not happening today. Right. So, uh, right. Go ahead to manscape.com. Use the promo code BaconPod. Get twenty percent off. Get free shipping. Do it. And uh, today we've got 
another long episode because we do so like so last week we yeah. had a long episode uh, because we got along with the dude. Today we have another long episode because we got along with the dude. So we have yeah. the singer guitar player of Alive in Barcelona, Jesse Barton. Yep, and uh, yeah, it was cool as shit to talk to him. It really was, and and, and guys, um, if you like, if you just hate these long episodes. Let us know. Shoot us a comment. Uh, hashtag we'll cut them bacon. Down. Yeah, we'll 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 try and cut them down. But a lot of times, the reason that something's longer, it's not because we're lazy. It's uh, and it's not because we have poor time management. It's because we're really getting along with somebody, and we feel like we're getting, we're having a good conversation, and we're yeah. getting a lot of cool stuff out of them. Right. Um, anytime that the the guest is talking more than us, I I love it. I don't like cutting those. I don't either. I don't like cutting don't that up. Yeah. And and you know, we we ask him some questions and dude was not one word answers. No. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was He went into it, man, and, and it, was it was really cool, cool. and uh, so yeah, Jesse was awesome. So yeah. Uh, and and I happen to really enjoy the band. Yeah, the band's uh, really good. Alive in Barcelona is a great band. Um, their their EP Flatline is out now. Yes. Uh, at the time of recording, we have the singles Asphyxiate and we have um, Parasite. Parasite. Those are the two singles that are out as of right now. Which are so fucking awesome. Yeah, so right really now, like as of the time you're listening to this, those are the only things that we've actually heard. Um, and they're great. Mm-hmm. So by now, you can actually listen to the entire EP. They have another single out. Um, so definitely check all that out. He was a great chat. Um, cool dude. Had a couple drinks with us, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, we just had a really good time. We did. talked about motocross. I totally didn't expect which is for awesome, that. Which is um, awesome. I love yeah. that, man. I'm I'm an X game like addict. I I used to love the X games, uh, but but like when he brought up that, you know, he just kind of like mentioned it in between episodes, and I latched onto it, and I was like, yeah, you you were racing, right? What yeah. were you racing? I'm glad you went into that because like I was trying to think of like when. Or how to get into that, and then you kind of like popped right in, and I was like, "All right, good." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. super cool, um, super cool guy. Let's let's get into it. Yeah, we definitely should. It. When? Now? Okay. Now here comes my here here it comes my mm. radio voice. Here it is. Here it is. Hi everybody. Hot. Welcome to Bacon is my podcast. Today we've got. Guitar player and vocalist of the band Alive in Barcelona. New record out right now. Jesse Barton. What's going on, dude? What's up? What's up, guys? What's going on? Don't you love this part where we get to we get to act like we're just we're starting to talk to each other? Talking to each other. Hey, this is totally a different day. We're just wearing the same last 30 minutes didn't actually happen. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Dude, we're uh, we're stoked to have you on. Uh, the new record, I mean, so right now, we're, when we're recording this, uh, yes. Asphyxiate and Parasite are out, and both of those are freaking awesome. Killer, yeah. Awesome songs, so I can't wait to hear the next one. Um, you guys uh, worked with Brandon from Plot and You, correct? On some of this stuff? Uh, Land- Landon. Tour. Oh, Landon, I'm sorry. Landon. Yeah, from the Plot and You. Yeah, I... Uh... Yeah, uh, you know, we all, most of us in this band, like, love the plot in you. Um, yeah. 
and like they're a huge inspiration for us so like i i just reached out to him on instagram honestly and was like you know hey like you you guys toured with some of our label mates um and rivals and um you know i was like i sent him a couple of the songs and was like hey man like we should do some music together and he listened to the the last stuff and he fucking loved it you know and so nice. he was all about giving it a shot and <clears throat> it was probably the easiest like like collaborative effort process that i've ever like been a part of you know we, we've written songs with steve aiello from 30 seconds to mars and some mm. uh, and some other you know people but like this one was so much more of a collective effort instead of just like you know steve i mean there's nothing wrong with the uh, the, the process of before but this one was so much more like you know from the the foundation of the song like he'd send me a couple ideas i would be like okay this part's sick let me change this part a little bit and send it back to him. And we'd like collectively work on it until, you know, until the, the structure of the song was complete. Um, you know, when we did stuff with Stevie before, like a lot of lyrics and stuff like that were, were kind of part of the deal. Um, this was not like that. We, we only did the instrumental parts of the songs with Landon, um, which I think people will find interesting because like, I've had people compare my vocals to Landon a lot, like on Parasite. Um, yeah. And like, he didn't write any of that. Uh, you know, we <laughs> wrote a hundred, hundred percent of the vocal stuff. And uh, you know, when, when we did finally send him the, our finished product, you know, with all of our, our vocals and stuff on there, like he, he fucking loved it. So I think we're probably going to be doing some more with him in the future because uh, you know, these are my favorite batch of songs we've ever done. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I, just in the, the, few interactions that i've had with them we had them we had them on the show right. at so what fest and um I, I actually went to the tour with rivals and then later found out that landon was playing solo and i was like oh oh really okay yeah. cool um but yeah i could tell that he's more of that like super laid back like let's just go back and forth until we get this right not not that like no you need to change this and this needs to be this way. I could tell that he's probably a really awesome laid back, try anything kind of songwriting partner. And honestly, dude, like that dude is such a caliber musician that like, it was almost a little bit intimidating at first. Like when I approached him to be like, Hey, do you want to work on this? Because like, to me, the dude's a fucking genius when it comes to music. I mean, the guy literally can write music in any style, which is fucking yeah. crazy. Um, you know, he's got rap songs out there. He's got acoustic stuff. He's got like, you know, fucking singer songwriter shit and then like the plot in you which is you know its own beast and then like the old plot in you which was basically just like straight up fucking you know metal like, bru right. brutal hardcore you know <laughs> yeah uh like the, the dude can do it all so like i think that like as far as the fact that he's got such a range vocally i was like man i hope we can live up to this you know but like i sent it to, i sent it to him like even when we were in the studio and i was laying down my vocals and he was like dude that's fucking awesome so it was really nice to hear that from somebody that we look up to and like you know have him treat us as equals and and you know be willing to do songs with us it was it was awesome yeah that is it's, awesome like i think sometimes it's it's easy to uh to like forget that that the people that we are listening to or approaching or or that we look at and we are um appreciative of their talent are also music fans right right you know right what i mean and so, like, well, dude, I'll be honest, like, you know, when you do this all the time, like, sometimes you just don't fucking want to listen to music anymore, you know? Yeah, like, fair, man. Yeah. <laughs> especially during the pandemic, like, I think I probably went, like, 
18 months without even touching my guitar because it was like in my head, I was like, I just didn't see the point in like trying to create, I, it's, it's just, it sounds backwards. Cause like, obviously we use our struggles and like the shit we're going through to like create in the first place. But like, right. You know, when I was looking out from a business standpoint, I'm like, well, you know, we, we could, we could write these songs and we probably should, but like, we don't know when the fucking world's opening back up or if it's going to implode tomorrow. And if we can't tour the songs that we're like trying to create, well, then the label's not going to put them out because without the shows and being able to sell the records, then like, you know, why are they going to put the money into like doing physical duplication and all that shit? So like, yeah, right. but you know, that's part of what, like where this EP came from was the ability to like, you know, do this digitally and online and like not have to be, on the road grinding to get these record sales, you know, keep the cost down, but like, you know, the maximum reach. But anyway, back to what I was saying was like, like during that 18 months, dude, I don't think I fucking like when, when music would come on, dude, I would just turn that shit off. It was just Mm -hmm. like, it was like a sore spot for me. Uh, I mean, I pretty much only listened to like podcasts and audiobooks for like almost two full years. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I, I, you guys, so you were, you were talking about putting together a new record and stuff like that. You guys were in a really, like weird position because you had a nice break between your record and then your uh, a record and then the last record you put out which had come out in february of 2020 and then in march everything got shut down uh actually no it's february 2019 that it came out so we actually oh, okay t- we toured we toured like from february all the way through the very end of august of that year and like okay by the end of that dude like so so our last show was in portland and my wife had like driven down there like as a surprise because it's, it's like eight hours or something you know i hadn't seen her in five weeks uh or maybe even longer and so she drove down there to like go to the last show to like surprise us and uh after that show like most of my members hopped on planes and, and flew back to their respective parts of the country which left like me and colton uh, our bass player um to drive the, the bus home. Well, we took a day, we took a day after like, like a, like a vacation day after that last show. And we went over to the coast to like go to the ocean and just chill out for a little bit. And on the way back, some dude hit us like going fucking 65 miles an hour oh, and shit. like just fucking T-boned us, like knocked us into oncoming traffic. We almost had a, a head on. It was like super fucking scary. And like, totaled our car you know we're fucking now we're stuck in portland luckily we had the band vehicle so we were able to drive that home but like it was a long ass year dude 2019 we were on tour from february to the end of august and then got in that car wreck (coughs) and then came home and like did a bunch of physical therapy and all this shit and like so by the end of that year like we were pretty beat and then we took like until april of 2020 to like plan what's going next and and literally two days before we fucking left for tour the first show canceled because it was seattle and that's like where the first covid outbreak like happened was washington state so like that one dropped and we're like okay like what's gonna happen and within like two more days dude like by the day we were leaving for tour everything fucking canceled and so yeah dude we didn't like we didn't know what we were doing i mean we, we we felt like like we felt like we were finally after all these years like having our break so to speak like 2019 comes out, we fucking sell a shitload of records, do billboard charts, all this stuff. And, and we're like riding that wave. 
and then going to tour in 2023, do some extra festivals, all this stuff. And then, yeah, it just completely fucking shit. Yeah. Like, shit just hit, hit the fan. And, you know, now it's been three fucking years since the record came out. And this is the first thing that's come out. So, yeah, uh, it almost it almost felt like for a moment that the band was like a distant memory, you know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, shit was just shut down. So that this this ep means more to us than i think anything we've done because of the fact that like it you know we're back you know (laughs) yeah that's awesome what was that first um like your your first experience of being back you know what i mean like for for some people i know i for me it wasn't until we did a show and then we were on stage and we were doing a show and it was like oh my god there's people here oh my god there's a show like like I couldn't even hand like I almost like lost my shit because it had been years since I'd been on a stage. Um, and then I've talked to other people where it was like, you know, we really once we started batting around ideas and, and sending stuff back and forth to write, it became like we started to feel like, OK, we, we we're still back. You know, when did you when did you feel comfortable? When did you feel like. Like okay, fuck, we're okay. Things are gonna be I think, okay. I think when we were writing the songs, it didn't feel like that. It it more felt like still pretty iffy of like okay, well we got these songs, but like what are we gonna do with them? Right. Um, and so like even the record, even when we got together re- to record, um, the reason I said earlier that like the first time we all were together was Nashville is because like when we go to record, like I can pretty much do all the guitar stuff, all the bass stuff. My drummer lives here, so he, you know, can do that. So it, it it can pretty but it can pretty much be myself and then Chase our our drummer and Matt our vocalist and we can do all of the recording process. So like, you know, Cameron wasn't here for that. Um right. uh, so like my first glimpse of being like, Okay, we're back was when we went to shoot the video for, for Parasite in Nashville Parasite. because it was the first time we'd all been together since tour in twenty nineteen. Um, and like, even just, you know, you're not actually playing the songs when you shoot a music video, obviously, but like, even just like being in the fucking like environment and like playing the role was like, okay, dude, this is what we've been missing for the last three years. You know, like it fucking feels good to be back. But like, honestly, uh, our first show, our first show back, which was like, I think a month ago now, um, Mm -hmm. it was, we did a, we did a hometown show, uh, I saw it was sold out. Sold out show, man. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a super big cap. I think it was like a 150 or 200 cap room, but like, you know, yeah, dude, it was, I mean, everybody there was there. I shouldn't say everybody there was there for us, but like the vast majority of people there came to fucking see us and like it went off. I mean, dude, I was so nervous, honestly. Like, I was so fucking nervous going into that show that like the two nights before the show, I didn't fucking sleep at all because. You know, like, you know, three of us had been practicing for two months to, like, remember the songs and, like, get right, the right. stamina back and shit. Like, and, you know, we felt pretty good about that, but we hadn't done it with, with vocals, uh, with, with our vocalist, Matt, until, like, four days before the show when he flew up. And, like, it was pretty rough at first, you know? It wasn't like, you know, it's, it's I guess it's kind of like riding a bicycle, but at the same time, yeah. like when you don't have the fucking stamina that you used to, like, yeah, it was pretty rough. So like we had the first practice was like, I'd probably give it like a 70% like grade. And then the next practice was like 80. And I was like, okay, you know, like it's not 
perfect, but it's fucking passable. Like I'll take it. Right. The next practice was like fucking terrible, dude. Like I was so fucking stressed out after that. But I, <laughs> right. I was like, we're gonna fucking blow this, dude. Like, <laughs> you know. And then we had a day off, which was the day before the show. We decided like, oh, you know, a week in advance, we weren't gonna practice that day. So like in yeah. my head, I'm like, this is gonna fucking suck. So then, like, the day of the show, after I hadn't slept for two fucking nights because I was, like, my stomach was in knots. I was so stressed out. Um, Which is also great for stamina and vocals. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> yeah. My, I, I, just as much as this Evan Williams is good for my vocals. No sleep. <laughs> uh, but the day of, we ran three songs before we loaded all of our gear up and, like, went to the, the show. And, like, it was a huge relief, dude, because we were – I'd give it like a 90%, you know, nice. like having that day. I think it was just going four days straight or three days straight or whatever, like just wore us out. And then taking that one day break definitely was like a good thing to do. But anyway, when, so, so we go to the show, it's been, you know, we've only been a band since 2016. Three of those were basically spent writing a record, doing some tours, but like 2019 right. it was all in. And then, the second half of the entire time we were a band, we didn't fucking see each other. So it, it felt like eternity, dude. Like we, like we've, we've been playing shows together since we were like kids, dude. I mean, 12 years. So this is yeah. wow. the longest we have ever gone without playing a show was three years. And I like, I was like, I don't know if I remember how to fucking do this. You know, <laughs> I mean, people were fucking <laughs> oh, pouring into the venue. People were pouring into the venue, dude. And I'm like shitting bricks. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking stressed out. Like someone give me a beer. And when we finished that first song, dude, and like it erupted, like that, like it was it was so loud in there that I couldn't even hear our vocals like through the monitors anymore because people were nice. like loving it. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, dude, we're fucking back, you know? Nice, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I my my first show back, man. I, I was telling him, I was just like, it was this past February, was it? Yeah. And uh, and I was just in my head the whole time the whole time and and i get i get what you're saying about the whole like rehearsals and, and practice and stuff like that you absolutely there's when you practice too much when you're like jam, like cramming things in yeah that usually that rehearsal just before you go back is is it's there to to fuck you up right, to be right. like this is gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah, it's like that. It's like that fucking scene from Big Daddy where the dude just like hucks the stick out in front of the rollerblader. Like that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, like I was falling flat on my face, dude. I'm like, fuck <laughs> me, man. Yeah, yeah, it was it was rough. But yeah, dude, the like, so the, the, uh, our set list. Like, I want to say that the third song was Asphyxiate, which like mm -hmm. all the old songs, dude. We played a million times. We were playing this shit six days a week for a fucking like for years. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. So the three new ones were definitely like the hardest learning curve because like even through the videos and everything, like we'd all done, uh, you know, recording, it all been one person at a time. We'd never been in the room to play these together. So it was like, oh yeah, that's, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, I mean, and again, we, you know, the, you know, myself and Chase and Colton, we were practicing for two months, but without vocals, which is a huge part of the new songs, like. Right. We just didn't know what we were getting into. So so the third song in was Asphyxiate, which to me was the one that I thought was going to be the biggest like hurdle to get across because, you know, a lot of the chug patterns and stuff like are super hard for me to do the correct chug patterns while also screaming a different pattern. 
Like in the yep, past, yeah. I'd always written <laughs> vocals to make sure that I could play them, like play the guitar and do the vocals. Like, and th- there's one part in Asphyxiate that like throws me off every fucking time. So anyway, so that was the song that I was like, if we make it past this, like it, the show's going to go fine. And we fucking, I think it was the best song in the whole set. I, nice. We had videographers there and shit. And I went back and listened to it later and was like, I was like so proud of us for just nailing every part of that song, you know? <laughs> and I was like, you know, as soon as that song was over, I was like, fuck yeah, we got this man. Like it's going to be fine. And yeah, dude, it was, it was awesome. I mean, that's probably, you know, we played a shitload of shows all around the country and normally when we play at home we play at the knitting factory which is like a 1500 cap room Mm -hmm. and this is the first show that we haven't played the knitting factory in like probably the almost the whole time we've been alive in barcelona so like you know it felt like a smaller show but i would i would do that over again instead of like like having 150 or 200 people that are like fucking diehards cram in that little space and be like nut to butt right in front of your face I'll the take that all day over 1,500 people in a fucking big room behind a barricade, you know? Energy had to be nuts, man. I bet that it was, was fucking crazy. awesome. It was it was really cool. I think it's funny that you bring up the um, the the playing the different part that you're singing. <laughs> I, I was going to bring that up, too. When I heard when I listened to the song, I wondered that because I, I, I know that you had two people singing, and I was trying to, like, on that song, I, I was just trying to listen to see, like, okay, who's doing what part? And and I'm, I probably know exactly the part you're thinking about because i also play guitar and sing and i remember listening to it and go fuck how's he <laughs> yeah dude it's it's the it's what like that i'd call it like the post chorus or like the second half of the chorus which only yeah yeah yep. yep. like, this <laughs> exactly. oxygen is too thick to breathe because the guitar part's going like da 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 and then you're trying to sing like a fucking normal thing over it right right with a bunch of palm mutes and staccato parts it's like yeah it fucks me up. I can play it totally fine if I'm not screaming it. But like honestly, yeah. what I, what I have to do for that is like basically just ring out the note and then sing my part and then right. switch. You know what I mean? Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Our backing, like our second guitar is on a track when Cameron's not here, so like that's still playing the part. So no one knows the fucking difference anyway. Nice. <laughs> you know? I I have I, like I have that same issue. So like my band is it, like we had a guitar player. So I, I wrote the record basically, and then my drummer is like the next other official member. Right. We got other members. Then I'm like, oh shit, I got a guitar player. I can get silly, and I started doing exactly that. And then guitar player left, bass player left, and I just kept writing just like that, just being like, oh fuck it, let's do it. Right. First show back again. We didn't have we didn't have a guitar player, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh i gotta figure this out huh right that's yeah dude it's like like i said before you know in our old band like which was the persevering promise um like we wrote all those songs in a room together like just fucking playing over and over and over and over again right. so we like had songs done this which which there's something to be said for that because like i feel like there's more feel in the songs i would say but mm-hmm you get to the studio and nobody knows what the fuck they're actually doing. Like the guitar player and the drummer are playing totally different rhythms. Right, like right. Yep. And they don't met, they don't mess when you're hearing it like clean, you know, when you're yep. doing this through a PA, no one knows. Those so like get rewritten in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and for us, dude, like chase, chase hates having his parts changed. Like, so doing it when he's like, when there's a hot mic already and like, 
record buttons on and being right. like, no, play it like this. Fuck your muscle memory. Just do it this way instead. <laughs> like he, right. it was, yeah. it was always so stressful. So now like, you know, especially since we live further apart and we live in the, the internet age and, and, and DAWs have become so much more creative. Like all of this shit is written on like me sitting down at the computer with my pro tools rig hashing it out, sending it to chase to program drums first and then sending it to Matt for him to write the lyrics and the melodies the way he hears them. And then he flies up here to me and we sit in my room and we fucking like lay down some scratch vocals and then him and I will rework it until we think it's like where we're both happy with it. And then we'll go to the studio and like do real drums, do real vocals, reamp all the guitar stuff that I've already tracked. But like everybody knows exactly what they're going to play when we get there, you know, yeah. like so. So the studio process is so much better because there's not all that fighting and bickering of like, oh, no, I'm playing it like this. You need to do it like that. You know what I mean? So all of that right. shit is like all the guesswork is taken out of it. But you're never actually in a room playing it together to know that you're going to have this fucking <laughs> you're gonna be okay. of like playing one rhythm while singing that part, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so did you run into this? during this writing process because you know pandemic hits and you know my drummer is like all right well i need to figure out this daw stuff and you know figure you know whatever and how did you write drums and stuff so i taught him steven slate and midi and all that stuff That's what i used to do is ssd yeah and and uh he he wrote something to something we had already and i was like sweet that's that's great you're gonna have to play that eventually right. you know that right <laughs> yeah. Did, did, yeah did chase ever like hit one of those things where he's like fuck what did i just write i don't think so but like usually since like him and i aren't sitting there i mean he lives right down the road so he can come over whenever he, he wants but like usually like when i'm in my creative zone it's just me in a room like yeah. you know mm -hmm. maybe have a whiskey maybe smoke a joint or something and like fucking you know lay this shit down and so like I'm usually programming the like the 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 bare bones of like what Basics. I think the drum structure should be. So yeah. like the only things that we've really run into, I mean he never he never really writes anything he can't play, but I'll write shit that like not being a drummer doesn't make any sense. Like I'll be fucking, right. you know, I'll have like a hi hat hit with a fucking crash, but also like a snare hit, which is impossible to play. So like <laughs> right, right. you know, or, or something like that. So like He'll go back through there and, and like try to like think about how he's actually gonna play it and then like fix the parts based on that. Also, for the last like probably two years, he um, or two years ago, he bought a like a really nice Roland kit that we can just plug in and actually oh, record the MIDI. That's so like awesome. he can literally just record it the way he and like that gives it a lot more of the the human feel instead yeah, of just yeah. programming it. And then we'll just quantize that shit and bring it in. And then like. We, I don't think we've ever put out a song that doesn't have real drums on it. So he then still goes to the studio and like we put legit drums down. So it, you know, it, it actually feels real instead of just being like a fucking, you know, all in the box. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Absolutely. So. Cool. Don't go away. We'll be back right after these messages.
What's up guys? Gonna talk to you a little bit about our sponsors real quick. Just wanna start off with grillyourassoff.com. If you are going into grilling season like we are, then you know that you always need a little rub. You always need a little sauce. You need something that's gonna help your grilling get better. Help those chicken breasts, right? Ooh. They get a little dry sometimes. You wanna make sure you're saucing them up. You wanna make sure those ribs have got a nice dry rub and a saucer rub. Go to grillyourassoff.com, check it out. I've used their stuff, it's delicious. 10% off with the promo code BACON. Another place you can go to to get 10% off with that promo code drinkwildbills.com they've got delicious sodas they've got all sorts of different flavors from sarsaparilla to birch beer to you name it you got your root beers you got your cream sodas you got your cream sickles yeah uh sugar free for you guys watching the waistline indeed and also they've got some great jerky stuff they've got the brisket bites are a plus a plus and if you go there Go to drinkwildbills.com, use the promo code BACON, get 10% off. One more place you can use that same promo code BACON is our oldest sponsor, Poddex. If you're a podcaster, if you're a budding interviewer, if you're just somebody that has a hard time talking to people every now and then, or want to do something fun with your friends, check out poddex.com. They have these decks of cards, 50 cards per deck, 50 questions. Check it out. Learn things about your friends, learn things about people, learn how to talk a little bit more and be a little bit more comfortable. Always use the promo code BACON. Again, to get 10% off your order, they got cool swag too. Indeed. And last but not least, of course, always frame the balls. Mm, yes. Is that what you do? Frame the balls. Frame the balls? Well, you could. You could frame the balls. You could, though. You could. But if you got a bush, it's just not. It's the summer. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Use the lawnmower 4.0. Use the perfect package and go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code BACONPOD. You'll get 20% off your order. And they've got all sorts of great stuff. If you're a guy who's looking to feel so fresh and so clean. Indeed. And not only do you get 20% off, but you also get free shipping. Free shipping? Shine up those balls. Get rid of that bush. Clean yourself up. And if Indeed. you don't clean yourself up, start. Yeah. Bacon Pod, 20% off, free shipping. Check it out. Thank you to our sponsors. Thanks for hanging out. What's your bacon? Hey, guys. This is Danny and Slade from Ann Arbor. Uh, you can find us on all of our social media at Ann Arbor. And you have been consuming Bacon is My Podcast. <coughs> uh, now, you mentioned you mentioned something about being at a racetrack. yeah so what what Uh, what do you race i race dirt bikes uh like uh motocross and supercross um and i do a little bit of freestyle too like uh in fact yesterday when we went out to the track i mean it's only i mean dude let me see if i can fucking show you guys this shit hold on i mean i'm sure it's probably cold there too but like it's fucking gloomy out there i don't know if you can see it but like it's probably it's probably like fucking I don't know, 40 degrees today, and they're actually still out there racing. I, I came home because my race was over, uh, or, I, or my Supercross race was over, and they're doing like right. a fucking three-hour marathon race out there right now. <clears throat> but but like a bunch of my friends are still out there racing. Um. Anyway, yeah. So so yet yeah, like 
I do freestyle too, like I said, which is like tricks and shit like that, mm-hmm. uh, hit, hitting ramps. And um, my buddy that owns all that stuff out there was like, hey man, like after the, we also had our award ceremony where I, I got my championship trophy for winning like a fucking championship this year for old oh, guy yeah. class, 25 plus, um, which I'm stoked on because it's my first one. But uh, anyway, he was like, hey, man, after the award ceremony, like, you think that you can help me, like, roll the square bag up? And the square bag is this giant fucking 60 by 40 or 60 by 60, 14 foot tall, like, fucking airbag that we can practice tricks into so we're not killing ourselves to dirt. Right. Um, And, like, I use the thing probably more than anybody else out there, like, even more than the owner. The owner, like, the guy that owns the bag fucking hates the bag because he's hurt himself in it like a bunch um so i use it more than he does and so he was like hey man like you think after the award ceremony like you can you know help me roll like we, we basically have to fucking fold it and roll this fucking two thousand pound thing up so that it's yeah. not like getting fucked up all winter so i was like yes but my buddy birdo all year has been talking about trying to do a backflip and so i was like uh, i was like matt yeah we'll help you with the square bag but before we fucking roll that up pump that shit up dude we're gonna make birdo do a backflip and so nice. I, I i text birdo when i'm standing there signing up for my race and i was like get your gear on and it was like an hour before practice she's like really like why i go over there i got a fucking death waiver for him to sign that's like <laughs> if you hurt yourself like it's not on the track you know right yeah and uh and one of our other buddies wes was like well if he's gonna do it like I'm not going to let him beat me to it. I got to fucking do it too. So I actually got two of my buddies to, to do nice. backflips on dirt bikes yesterday. Um, but of course, both, both me being, you know, yeah, uh, well, I'll get, I'll get there. So uh, okay. me being the only guy, me being the only guy that's actually done a backflip of the three of us, like, you know, I've probably done like 30 or 40 of them. Um, mm-hmm. And they've all been slightly different setups. Like the first one I did was 75 feet uh on a regular like freestyle comp ramp which is like a competition ramp um Mm -hmm. and i and that was two years ago and i have not hit a 75 foot backflip since then because it's like a lot of fucking forward momentum and shit like if you fuck it up and so all year i've been doing these super kicker flips which is like the ramps almost right up against the bag and you just hit it in first gear and you basically like ride as slow as you can up to this thing and just fucking nail the throttle like right at the bottom of the ramp, lean back at the top, and like the motor basically does the flip for you. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So, so the ramp yesterday was like neither of those things. Like it was the original ramp that I flipped at seventy five feet, but put to like fifty five feet, and then like with three three or four feet of dirt under the front to like really prop it up. And so I'd never flipped it before. So of course, you know, me telling them to do it, they're like, well, we got to see you do it first. So I'm pretty fucking nervous too, because I haven't done a flip. Like I've never, I've never fucking flipped the ramp before. And like, I, I through your head, you're like, we're about to go back on tour. We're about to, well, dude, I, I actually wasn't racing for like a while before the first show because I, I, dude, I've, I've broken, I broke my wrist. I've broken my ankles three times. Like I've fucking broken my ribs. And so, like, I was really nervous about getting hurt before my show, you know? So I didn't uh, ride, like, leading up to the show. Uh, now I don't have any of those worries because there's, like, nothing on the docket right now for the rest of the year. So I'm like, yeah, let's go fucking do backflips. So, nice. uh, so <laughs> I, you know, I did I did a, a one straight jump. I did, like, one seat uh, grab, I think. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. And I fucking nailed it, dude. Like, perfect flip, first try. Nice. 
I was stoked on it too, because like I said, I haven't done one in months. And, yeah. uh, so now, you know, now they're fucking, it's their turn. And, uh, like, so when you do a backflip, you know, it's not like a trampoline where like you're fucking arching your back and like trying to spot your landing with your head, you know, you're actually like, you kind of like lean back as far as you can and lock your arms, but you look like, I don't know, probably like 10 o'clock or something. Um, and then you just stick that position until the, the flip's going to come around. When you fucking pull forward and you lean back like that, you're actually stopping the rotation. And so, like, the one thing I always tell people is, like, don't fucking do that. Like, don't go dick to handlebars. You need to lean back. And so, Birdo, first one up, dude, you know, never done, never tried a backflip ever before. He's fucking shaking because he's, like, so nervous. And he fucking goes off the ramp perfect. And like the pole was great, and then he goes dick to handlebars, and he's <laughs> barely bringing it around. Dude. He's got he's got the throttle wide, fucking open, which that rear wheel spinning will bring you around. Yeah. But just full, full fucking panic grab, dude. <laughs> but he made it first try, fucking oh nice, hell yeah. And then my buddy Wes and and Berto rides a, a two fifty, and and Wes and I ride four fifties, and the four fifty has so much torque that, like I said, you can fucking use the throttle to do the flip. Whereas the 250 doesn't have that torque, so you really got to work for it. Well, so Wes is up next on the 450, and I'm expecting him to, like, nail it. And, dude, first first run up, he's going way too slow, doesn't give it the throttle to bring him around. And, like, he makes it, like, halfway, and it's not coming around, and he realizes, like, he needs to fucking rev it to, like, try to get it around. And he probably makes it like two thirds of the way around, right on his neck. And like it's an airbag, but it still fucking hurts. Like, no, it hurts. Oh yeah, yeah. So like he he gets out. Well, he run over there to make sure he's okay. He's like, dude, my neck. Like he's all fucked up, but adrenaline's still going. It's like, you know, one thing about racing or like riding anything. If you crash, like you got to get back up and do whatever you were just doing again, or you will be afraid. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, so we're like, dude, I know you're hurting, but like you're not going to do this again in 30 minutes. Like just go try it again. And he fucking, it wasn't perfect dude, but he got it around the, ne- the next time. And it nice. was a Halloween race. So he's dressed as fucking Mario, dude. He's got like, <laughs> he's got a Mario hat on top of his fucking helmet and like full get up. He's even wearing the like white gloves over his. Oh my God. Oh my God. Nails the flip like that. His first one, dude, it was, it was pretty epic. <laughs> That's that awesome. awesome. So yeah, so I, I race motocross, I race supercross, I do some freestyle. Um, it's kind of been my, it's kind of been what I've used to find community outside of music when I'm not able to tour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my yeah. other family is my moto family. You know? How did you get? How did you get started in that? Like, is it something you've always done since you were younger? When I was like seven, back, dude, I, I came outside when I was like seven years old. My dad had bought some fucking bike from somewhere and it was like, it was like an old bike, dude. It had metal, metal tank, metal fenders, dual shock in the back. It was like a 1980s, you know, bike. Nice. Uh, and then eventually he got me something more modern and, and newer. And I loved it as a kid. I was on my bike like all the time. I had 20 acres growing up. I, I lived, I lived close enough to walk to school, but it was technically not the city that I lived. Like mm-hmm. I had like a quarter mile driveway or something. And once we got up there, it was like a bunch of, you know, we had a big ass field that I had a, a track in and I had my own ramp growing up. And so I, I, I was on my bike all the time. I mean, it was before we had the internet. Um, and like, even before I played guitar, I was riding. And uh, when I, 
when I got a little bit older and started getting into, you know, girls and, and music and stuff, I, I stopped riding entirely. And I didn't touch a bike in, again until I think I was like 27 or 20. Yeah. Something like that. 27, I think. Yeah. Um, and I had, I had a Harley that I had three Harleys at the time and I had one that I bought from a dude that had wrecked it and he fucked himself up really good and stopped riding. And it was something that my brother and I bought together, but we both couldn't ride the bike at the same time. So like, we're like, let's fucking sell this one. We ended up trading that Harley for two dirt bikes for him and I both to get back into it. And uh, so that's like what started it. And at first I was like, basically I was like coming home from tour and like, signing up for whatever fucking event there was. So I was doing like enduro cross, which is like rocks and logs and giant tires, you know, like wow, just to sure. be on a bike. I'd do that yeah, one yeah. time and then I'd go back on the road. I'd come back and fucking sign up for a supercross or like a hair scramble or something, which is the endurance race they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually I realized that I hated all that other shit. I just wanted to hit jumps and go fast. So like I started, you know, doing a little bit of freestyle and then the supercross and motocross and uh, like a couple times I fucked myself up and, and like, it was not good because, you know, we had tours and stuff lined up. In fact, the very first day I was on a bike again in like over a decade, I'm out there showing off doing wheelies and I fucking loop it out and break my wrist in like four places. Ugh. And it was like, I'd never broken a bone before. So I thought I was invincible before that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, dude, like the, the, the orthopedic surgeon, happened to be a musician and he had an acoustic guitar in the fucking office. So he literally had me hold the guitar neck while he molded the cast so I could still fucking play. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So like that saved us. Cause without that, we were going to be canceling tours, you know? Right. And so right. Like, and then I, like I had a, I had my cast off for like two weeks. And I fucking went out and broke my ankle like severely. <laughs> and at the time I didn't have any insurance or anything. I would oh. just been in a cast. And I fucking hated every moment of it. Like the thing stunk. Like I couldn't fucking shower. I hated it. So they put me in this boot and then they're like, you need to go get a fucking MRI and like probably going to have to have surgery and blah, blah, blah. And I like being an idiot was like, fuck all that. I'm going to wear this boot. And I, and I did <laughs> that and it like right. it healed fucked up and it took 18 months for me to recover from that one. And like, wow. it's wow. not that I couldn't walk and stuff, but I was like in fucking pain every day for yeah. almost two years. Did and, they have uh, to, did they have to re-break it or anything like that to, to get it to no, stop right? Is that- but like the bone I broke was my, my talus bone, which is like the biggest bone in your ankle. And okay. like, it's, it's basically where the tibia and fibia mm-hmm. come down. It's the bone right there before all your fucking, like your foot bones. Gotcha, and I, right. the way I broke it, like, which is odd because when I broke my scaphoid in my wrist, it was the same type of thing where the bone itself has circulation going into it. But like if you break it, the circulation stops there. So the, the part of the bone that's broken off doesn't have any blood flow and can die and they have to fucking remove oh, the shit. Yeah. So like I was tripped out about that for a while and I thought I was going to have to like, I had a, I had a, but when I was touring with escape the fate, our bus driver at the time was this guy named miles Richmond and he was a, he was a freestyle motocross dude that I used to grow up watching on X Games. And he had a really bad fucking um, fall in X Games where he fell like 40 feet out of the sky because the bike stalled. And he broke his femur and shattered that same bone that I did. But they fused it. And I had I, he was the only one I knew that had broke, uh, had broke it. So I texted him and was like, dude, like, 
what do I do? You know, should I fucking go, you know, they're talking about fusing my ankle so I can't move it anymore. And like, right. he's like, don't fucking do that. Like deal with the pain for as many years as it takes to not have to have that happen because like it completely ended his career. He walks with a limp now, you know? Right. And right. so like, I just stuck it out and that made, that made shows like really rough for a while, dude. Like I, yeah. I'd come off, you know, cause we, we have a lot of movement in our shit. We're jumping all the time and yeah, yeah. I'd come off, I'd come off the fucking stage dude. And my ankle would be like twice the size of normal, like, and just be full of fucking fluid and stuff from all the inflammation. And yeah, it was, it was brutal. Um, so anyway, like I, I just, I've been trying to like, you know, when I have music stuff kind of play it safe and maybe not go hit right, ramps yeah, and do yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, with the show that we just did, like I, I was still in, like, I was still in my supercross season. And like, if you miss a certain amount of races, you're no longer like eligible for awards and that kind of stuff. So like, yeah. I still had to keep showing up, but like, I was definitely with like holding back, which I hated because then I was like, it wasn't like I was losing on purpose, but I wasn't giving it my all because I knew I had a show coming up. So like, right, I right, wasn't right. even having fun, like for some of the end of the races, like at the end of the season races. And so <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, I was like doing that shit between tours and stuff. And then, uh, you know, started doing these, these seasons since we haven't been able to like tour. And, uh, uh, yeah, yesterday was the first time I've even ridden since my, since my show. And, we went fucking balls to the wall, dude. I, I, I went saying. out there and just gave me all the backflips, nailed the backflip, <laughs> right. dude. And then went, yeah. went and signed up for a race and I got second overall in both my races, which, you know, nice. I was, I was happy with, I, I felt as good as I felt on a bike in months. So it was, it was a good time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's my other passion besides music, dude. It's like, I just like it, something about being on a motorcycle and going super fast and jumping through the air and shit. Like you just forget about all the other shit that you you know sucks on your life. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah, man. Well, yeah, you have no choice because you're like, okay, I gotta rotate. I gotta make sure that I'm staying straight here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not like shit. I forgot to pay the fucking mortgage. You know, like oh. I'm <laughs> yeah. Well, if I mean, if it was a good, you know, if you didn't sign the death waiver, right. Could have, could have gotten a pretty decent lawsuit to pay right, that yeah. mortgage. No that's, shit, that's right? Yeah, dude. I know. I'm a fucking <laughs> idiot, man. I haven't had health insurance since I was 14 years old. And I've, every time I go out there, dude, especially as I get older, like, I'm like, dude, I, I'm going to fuck myself up bad one of these times. Like, <laughs> especially trying these backflips and shit, you know? But waiting for waiting for November, two more days, I can sign up for my fucking state health care. So maybe we'll Well, see. you are, you are, uh, you are, you are a braver man than I. I, I, I used to, I used to BMX. And I tried a backflip once, and I uh, also had shows, and I and I bit it on that first attempt at a backflip, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> that's I guess that's the end of my backflips." Were you like like BMX racing or like or like skate? No, park I was thing? just I was I was skate park stuff. Yeah, dude, I did that too. I mean, it was it, when I was growing up, it was all, always on my bike or always on my dirt bike and like yeah for me i always felt like bicycles felt more dangerous because like a motorcycle like there's so much weight there that you can kind of counterbalance like some of your fuck-ups so like you don't land perfect sense, you start yeah. to like go off the side of the bike or whatever like on a bmx bike i always just felt like you were hitting the ground but like a dirt bike has its own forward momentum and stuff right, so right. i always just felt safer on that which probably is backwards but i don't know <laughs> i i don't know your logic makes sense it makes sense to me <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I man. But yeah, I I loved. I, I never, I never tried a 
a backflip on a bike when I was a kid. I was, you know, I, I, dude, I fucking loved X Games growing up. Like, me too. I oh, remember yeah. when I remember when Kerry Hart did the first backflip on a dirt bike. Yes, that was like a fucking game changer because it blew like, my mind. Dude, before that, like, I wanted to be a freestyle guy. Like, I wanted to fucking do seat grabs and shit like that. Right. But like, and I would, I would go out in like my local fucking gravel pits and like, you know, do fucking yep. nothings and can cans and stuff. But like. Right, right. When when the backflip happened, I was like, okay, I gotta find something else to do because I'm not gonna fucking do that. <laughs> and now, yeah. here, all these years later, we got you know we got all shit to make it a little bit safer, like the fucking square bags and even an airbag landing, which my buddy's got. Like my my buddy Matt does freestyle shows, like, and it's funny at the beginning of the year, like I I first decided I wanted to like try to take some freestyle shit seriously. Like I'd hit ramps before, but like I, when I get up there at fucking 40 feet hitting that 75 foot gap, like the only thing I'm worried about is making the fucking gap. So like right, I never, right. I never ever felt comfortable to like even take a handoff, you know? So this year was like the first time I'd ever done any tricks or anything other than the one backflip that I did a couple years ago. And, uh, um, so anyway, so I learned a few tricks or whatever. And like, I, I think I had like a fucking knack knack and a can can. And that was all I had. And my buddy, Matt was like, like just starting his, you know, he got his own square bag. He's, he's selling his own shows for like, you know, freestyle events or whatever. And, and he comes up to me, he's like, Hey man, uh, so I, I think I need you to do a show with me. Like in a, in like a month and a half, I was like, like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I, have, I, have, I, have two, I got my two tricks. I got two tricks. You want me to do that like fucking six times over and over again? He's like, no, man. Like, you got, a, you got a month. You'll learn a couple more or whatever. And I was like, it kind of like lit a fire under me. But at the same time, I was like, dude, you better put me in like the very furthest backup position. Because like, you want to find anybody else but me. Like, I'm not fucking ready. Build a routine, man. You can do it. It's a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what, I mean, and, and meanwhile, he's got like, like the dude flips all day you know what i mean right, he's got right. multiple upside down flip tricks and stuff and like all kinds of cool stuff anyway so like that was the first time that i was like oh and he was gonna pay me like fucking 1500 bucks to do six jumps or like oh. twice Damn. so i was like okay i you know that was the first time I'll i was like, this i'll put together like, a routine I'll, I'll figure it out <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> so so and it ended up not happening. He found somebody else to do it, and then I was so focused on the band that I'd go out there and I'd I'd start getting you know I I learned some C grabs and some double grabs and shit and like, but every time I'd go to like progress, either the ramp would get moved because he was doing a show or I'd have something with the band. I'm like I can't get hurt. Right. Yeah. So like I just put all that on the back burner. But like, uh, I I decided after the, my last race, not not yesterday's race, but the last race of the official season that I next year I'm not going to worry so much about like doing these like full series like for points and all that. I'm just going to race for fun. I got my championship this year so I'm good. I'll just do it for fun and then I'm going to focus on doing freestyle next year and hopefully start doing some freestyle shows in 2023. Oh, that's awesome. I I if I can just play music and fucking flip dirt bikes like Dude, that's that's life. That's everything. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, The the closest thing I get to uh, BMX and dirt biking, uh, and I'm quite good, is Excite Bike. Excite Bike, dude. On sixty (laughs) four? No. (laughs) On Nintendo. Yeah. He didn't go so. He didn't go far. Sixty four. No, 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 no. Like NES. Oh, dude, I didn't even know they still made that game. I had the original one on the fucking. Uh, on N64, and that game was yeah. dope as fuck. No, no, the, the original one was 
on Nintendo Entertainment System, and you used to be able to. Oh, make your own I track. know what you're talking about. You're talking about the one. It's like a fuck. You're like on an oval track, like a runner's track, and they're just like yeah, triangle yes. wedges that you're jumping. Yep. Gotcha. Or, yeah, gotcha. Or or you could create, you could create your own, mm-hmm. your your own track, and then you could put those like it was like this big ramp, and then this one side was like a partial bridge, and underneath was a little uh, traffic light. I used to put all of those. <laughs> All of those, and those dude. I, I still so. have my original Nintendo, like, and Duck Hunt and all that shit. I still got that. Nice. Yes, yeah. yeah I, my first, my, my uh, first console, though, I think was a Sega Genesis, dude. And I, I think I still got that somewhere too. I played the <sighs> shit out of a Sega Genesis. I love, man, I love Sega Genesis. <laughs> I was a Genesis guy. I wasn't a Super Nintendo guy. I was a, 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 a Sega Genesis. And then I had, I still have my original PS One as well. Wow, nice, cool but borders. I, 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 I don't play video games anymore, dude. Like every time I'm playing, I'm like, "Fuck, I got something I got to do," and I get, I'm like, I start hating myself for, for wasting time <laughs> playing video games. When I when I like got back, like I, I don't get to play video games very often, but uh, Prime Day a little while ago, I'm like, "Dude, I got the new Spider-Man for for PS4," and he's like, "Which one?" I was like, "It's it was only like eighteen bucks, and I got it. It's new. It's like five years old." And he's like, he's like, dude, that, that's that's an old game. It's There's, great, it's great. They're working on the third. Already. Yeah, right. Like, oh, uh, dude, Colton in my band, that's all he does is play video games, like literally sunup to sundown. I should actually say sundown to sunup because I think he's always up during the night playing. And, like, <laughs> but he streams it, makes a little money doing that. And then Matt in my band, like, yeah, they're both – actually, everybody else in my uh, – Cameron in my band, the other guitar player, works for Epic Games. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. He's actually he's only like twenty three years old, but he's got his doctorate degree, and wow. like, and he's working for Epic Games as like a as like a like an impact you know study like what are these video games yeah. doing to kids you know like he's working on it for that. But yeah, That's everybody awesome. else in my band fucking loves video games, and none of them will ever fucking get on a dirt bike to save their lives. I'm like <laughs> opposite. I don't want to play video games. I want to do this shit in real life. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Like even well, even like I, I always like Call of Duty and stuff. Like like back in the day, I loved playing zombies and shit. Right. Now, dude, like these kids just don't fucking do anything with their lives other than play video games. So I go on there and like before I even know what happens, I'm dead. And I just I hate spawn, and I'm dead again. And I'm like, fuck this, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna go play yeah I don't do bots. the online shit. I don't like playing with other people. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I gotta play the bots and put it like on easy, so I feel like I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I'm yeah I'm out of that. I'm... Well. I don't. I don't need this. I don't need the smack talk from some eight-year-old eight in Germany. Yeah. Fuck you, guy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, your mother's a whore. I'm like, dude, you you spend too much time on the internet, man. I, I got right. no other guess for you than that. Well, speaking of paying bills, right? By playing games. By playing games. We have uh, a company, right? Okay. Called Poddex, right? And they sponsor us. They help sponsor this show. And what they do is they create decks of cards. And within each deck of cards are 50 cards. And within each card is a question. And what we like to do is have our guests. Fuck you, Jim. <laughs> Fuck you. No, you're doing great. <laughs> I know I am. Fuck you, Jim. What we like to do is have our guests pick a deck and then pick a random question from that deck. So okay. today... Your choices are the episode deck, interview deck, interview deck two, would you rather, what the heck, what the fuck, and how dare you? I feel like I got to go with, wait, can I do two or just one? 
Whatever you want, buddy. I want to do what the fuck and uh, wait. Say those first ones again. Uh, episode deck, interview deck, interview deck two. What the heck? Would you rather? Oh yeah, would you rather? So would you rather and what the fuck? All right. Wow, this is the first time we're getting somebody that wants to. Do we're getting a duo. I like it, dude. I, I Evan Williams kicking in, man. I'm ready. There you go. Now, <laughs> now uh, the the disclaimer here for these is that um, really these questions could either be completely benign G-rated questions, or they could literally be like, "What did you just say to me?" Yeah, he, like, he, he could ask you, and you could be like, "You're not my real dad." Right. They could they could go either either way. So you never really know what what we're gonna get. Um, I will say that uh, to everybody that's listening, you can go to poddex.com. You can check out these decks as well as many other ones. They come out with new ones all the time. They also have an app. Uh, they also have a lot of swag. Their T-shirts don't make your nipples itchy. They're nice. Um, Drax approved. All good things. So you can check those out. Fill up your cart. Use the promo code BACON because everything is better with BACON. And get 10% off your entire order and help the show a little bit. Yeah. You know, it just helps the show a little bit. Indeed. Wow, so we're gonna go. I think we're gonna do. Would you rather? First? Would you rather first? All right. All right. So, Mike's gonna fan okay. these out. I am gonna take Le Finger de Power, and I am going to go Ooh, from French, my left huh? to my right, your right to your left. You tell me when to stop, and that'll be your question. Stop. Stop it right now. All right. We have. We're, we're playing. We're playing. We're playing card games. We're playing. Would you rather? And what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> So from Would You Rather, we have uh, Would You Rather blow up 100 balloons or lick 500 envelopes? I am going to say I'd rather lick 500 envelopes. If I, blow, if I blow up one fucking balloon, dude, my head feels like I'm just going to pass out. <laughs> like, you, ever, you ever forgot the fucking air pump for your air mattress and had to do that shit by hand? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Now? Yes. Yeah. That, well, that's like that's like my my own kind of personal hell. I've I've blown up a balloon before and thought and thought that my eyes were gonna pop out before the balloon expanded. Like I've <laughs> sat there, yeah. I've sat there like, fuck. And it just we've all done that shit when we're a kid and like blow into a bottle and then your fucking ears are just shot. Yeah. It that that yeah. it it does remind me of like when you do that one screen that you're just you're just hitting it real hard and you're holding it out. And then all of a sudden you finish, and then you're like, I have to your keep playing just, guitar. All the blood rushes to your head, and you feel like you're, you're like, die. fuck, I got I to gotta keep playing guitar, but I see stars. Yeah. 100%, I, I dude. I can't scream, but I have sung a note long enough yeah. to where I felt like I was going to pass out. Dude, yeah. a couple times when we were practicing Asphyxiate, I, like when I would do the, the fucking no one hears me parts, I thought I was going to pass out afterwards. I like My vision would start to go black and shit. I'm like, oh, man, that's I got to drink more water. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, beer shit's right. not cutting it right now. <laughs> you you get that you get that moment where you're just like, did my eyes just shut? No. Okay, that's weird. I'm leaning yeah. backwards. Yeah. Why am I leaning backwards? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but about the about the the envelope thing. So what I'd be worried about, and this is like folklore. I forget I forget where it came from. Maybe the Google. Maybe not. Licking envelope folklore. Yeah. So supposedly there was some sort of like spider thing, like a like a like a spider egg. Okay. That was on an envelope and got into somebody's tongue, and then the spiders came out of the the egg. There's no okay. way. I'm going to tell you right now that that is entirely bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's a hundred. <laughs> there's it's, no way that that happened. It's probably bullshit. You got a fucking right. spider but, infestation in his stomach. 
or some right. shit. Yeah. That that That's entirely. But the bullshit. second he said he, the second he said envelope, I'm like the spiders. <laughs> Dude, I didn't. I did always hear when I was a kid, like, uh, so my mom's like a real estate agent, and uh, the person like that was the broker at the office she worked at. They had a Pepsi machine in the back, and us being like little kids, like they get the key out, open that shit up, give us whatever we wanted out of the like the Pepsi machine. Right. But she'd always make us clean the fucking like rim. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like somebody that she knew like had gotten a can that a rat had pissed on and it yep. killed them. So like well, every time I get a can of anything anymore, like I fucking clean the thing, even if it's beer. I do. <laughs> I do. Rat piss killer. So I get it. I get you it. It's, it's probably yeah. bullshit. I don't know if rat piss ever killed anybody, but well, no, I was they, I, they killed I, that person. I was a home inspector, and they were and like the one thing because like I used to hire the the pest person to do like a quick run through and stuff. But yeah. they were like, if you see feces upstairs, don't Stay go near there. it because sure. uh, <laughs> raccoon shit can actually kill you. The bacteria in it. So don't yeah, eat if it. You breathe it in. Touch it. No, if you yeah. breathe it in, it's, you're done. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. And that's I went to school for that. That wasn't Google. Uh, all that, all that, uh, <laughs> that wasn't Google. I was personal. All that raccoon piss I was inhaling in high school. Yeah. Behind the uh, behind the zipper at the local fair. Just just huffing it off. <laughs> rag. All right, here just, we go. Deck number huffing, two. Huffing raccoon. What the piss. fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, deck? All right. Starting from my left, your right, and we are moving now. Hopefully, it's not about the spiders or the rat. Right there. Right here. Would you ever consider writing to someone in jail as a pen pal? Yeah. Uh, probably because I got friends that are in jail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In fact, uh, I'm not going to say his name because he'll probably hate me for it. But one of our buddies like just got out of like a nine-month stint. And it was all for stupid shit. He just right, right. parties too hard, wrecked his car into a fucking like river with like oh. – Empty beer cans and a gun, like a hunting rifle. So it wasn't like, you know, but yeah, right, right. they don't give a fuck what it is. They're going to no, put yeah, ass yeah. for a felony for that. So he did nine months there. And <coughs> he would, uh, he would write us. So actually yeah. in my race trailer, I've still got a, a stack right. of his fucking, his prison talks. They're fucking, it's funny, dude. Like people in prison, like when, when all they've got is that pen and that paper, dude, they'll write some wild shit. And the, like he writes it like he's texting, so he'll be like, "Hold on, I'll be right back." Like he didn't write <laughs> anyway. And go, <laughs> that is amazing. That's great. Uh, I, I know people that 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 actually do have pen pals in prison. They write to serial killers and stuff, right. and they get artwork and all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, serial killers have a lot of fan clubs. Yeah, it's like a thing. Yeah. Dude, I, I uh, like watching that and, shit, but I guess this, this isn't good. quite the same because the dude the dude was technically exonerated, but um right. the West Memphis three, you guys heard of that? Yes. Yeah. It was like those it was like those three kids that like played D and D and listened to heavy metal and like some right, kids right. like were fucking found drowned and they blame these these kids for it. Like 25, 30 years or something, they finally exonerated him and let him out. My buddy TJ from Escape the Fate, who's one of my best friends, he's like He's like really good buddies with one of those dudes now. Like, oh shit! Oh wow! They they talk all the time. Random I fact. will say, 
fun fun story so like we went we as we said earlier we, we went to so what fest i what, think what this, year did you guys go this, just, just this year yeah this oh, past gotcha. one. we this played year, that in we, 17 and 19 and they were they were some of the best shows we played i i, I gotta say mike zemer good dude good yeah, dude yeah. he he yeah he's he awesome had us he had us come and and uh we we worked in the uh the, the press booth which was fun it was uh oh yeah it was hot as fuck in july in uh may in texas yeah so I believe it. was I it welcome was it in dallas or houston this year uh it was arlington arlington oh okay gotcha so the, the where the texas rangers used to play in that okay. that uh 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 we did uh we did air hog stadium the first year we played and then the last time we played was in houston at white oak music hall and uh yeah they oh, were okay nice yeah this was uh this was like it, the the baseball stadium uh was wide open they had two two stages the main stage and then like a secondary uh yeah. metal stage and once we went out there it was so fucking hot holy shit oh yeah i i would i was just like so excited that we could go up into the like the the booth where the commentators commentate it was pretty it was pretty sweet yeah, dude, but, that uh, first year we played, I fucking spent like ninety percent of the time in the artist lounge, like because a oh, free dude. drinks, b right. air conditioning, and like we we only went outside when we had to, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's uh, hot. Texas is hot. But uh, yeah. the reason why I bring that up is I think for me, Escape the Fate was one of the one one of the sets that for me stood out. It was like, oh, cool, because we we didn't get to see a lot of them, right? Um, but we got to see them, and I was like. Yeah. Oh shit! These guys are really fucking yeah, good. Live, pretty great live. Yeah, I was their tour manager for a while back in 2015, and Matt, the vocalist of my band, was their merchandiser. So like, we oh, wow, we okay, were nice. all on the same bus with them for like a while, and some of those guys became like, yeah, some of our best friends. Um, awesome. And I still talk to those guys today. In fact, uh, Craig from Escape was on uh, was on Zombies, which was like one of the singles on our first record. Oh, that's awesome! That's and awesome. actually, yeah, TJ, TJ was on a song on the first record too. Oh, cool! Yeah, so we, yeah, we, they were, they were on like the the second stage, though. I, I figured they would have been on the uh, the main stage, but I think they played, I think they played after Polyphia, and uh, and I was like, which is crazy because now that band's away. like that band's a fucking headliner now, and they're selling out everything. You know what right. I mean? Oh, dude, yeah, right. yeah. Well, supposedly that that I don't know if you've seen the TikTok video, but they're. Their click went out. Their tracks went out in the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dude was and just tapping it I, on him. Yeah, I think the the TM was was just tapping on his on his calf, keeping the metronome going. Yeah, 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 keeping the metronome I've, going. I've heard that. I or I saw the video of that, and that's pretty fucking awesome, dude. It yeah, takes it a special awesome. kind of musician to play what they do, and and a, and much more of a special type of musician to be able to do that all by feel. Because yeah, like, yeah. that's I nice. know our our drummer's a machine, but like everything is controlled by a fucking click like without him playing to a click nobody's on with the backing tracks you know what i mean yeah. like it all relies on that so that's pretty right impressive. of course yeah yeah i i know that feeling that's that, that was the one thing like uh, my drummer and i we took a little bit of a hiatus from playing together and i had played with a drummer who played exclusively to a click i forgot what the name of the band was that he, he was with um it was like a, a rap metal band but he was basically like nah dude like Give me a laptop and, and I'll have everything all done and I'll hit space. And if you need our set to be 25 minutes, it'll begin and end at all at the right spot. I'm like, well, let's 
pump the brakes there. I can <laughs> give you BPMs, but uh, after playing with him, I was like, dude, you got to play to it. You got to play to a click, otherwise, dude, no it's, go. It's a fucking game changer, dude. Like, there's still local bands here that are like, they've got talent and stuff, but like, they want to go real far. But like, they're just so fucking dumb because they're like, oh, I'll never fucking play to a click. Fuck all that. I'm like, well, then you're never going to leave this town either because like, you want to be professional and you got to do what the fucking professionals do, which is play to a fucking click, <laughs> you know? Well, I will say, yeah. this guy, his, his drummer sometimes does, sometimes doesn't. I think we he rehearse with a click um all the time and then he will occasionally use one to start songs okay well and it totally depends on like what the style of music and shit too you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. like but like yeah. for a band like mine i mean there oh, was yeah. just there's just a, a huge controversy with falling in reverse like not being able to play a show because their laptop right. were missing and everyone's like like oh you can't fucking do it blah blah, blah. i'm like you guys don't realize so what stupid. you're talking yeah. about like uh, he, I think Ronnie even tweeted like he had like a whole orchestra and he's like, he like tweeted at some guy and was like, oh, I hired all these people to take care of the two second part in this one fucking song. Right. Play with right. Fucking laptop, you know, when you have that I, much, when you have samples and shit like that. And I mean, it, it just, it's a fucking game changer, dude. Being able to add harmonies in there, like real subtly, like where people don't realize that it's on a track, but like it fills the sound. Like it's mm -hmm. just, it's a fucking game changer. I will say I'll, ne like, I'll never play like dude last night we were at the track and there was a live band and my buddy Berto like knows some of my songs and he hopped up that you know we we're all drinking and shit so he hopped up on the drums he's doing like little drum solos and shit and I start hearing people from all over like yell my name like hey you come up here and play I'm like I'm not fucking doing it dude like I don't play <laughs> I don't play unless I I've got my fucking my laptop <laughs> to be honest <laughs> but but I will say like there there's a bit of a different th difference. There's a bit of a disparity to uh, where falling in reverse, where your livelihood kind of depends on you having a laptop that works for your sets, right? Versus totally. like us who play, you know, we play, but dude's livelihood is based on a laptop. Get yourself a backup. Dude, a hundred percent. Get yeah, yourself yeah. a backup. Yeah. I remember a few years ago, man. I fucking I saw I saw We Came as Romans um, once where they had forgotten their their MacBook at a, a stop the day before, and they still went for it, and it was fucking terrible, dude. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it was terrible. <laughs> it's like, and for us, yeah. dude, like we've had some things like like the way my the way my rig is set up, like you know we're idiots for running pro tools live because pro tools can crash and it's like kind of finicky and stuff. Like right. a lot of people use other DAWs for that. Logic. Yeah. Logic, logic it, live, any of that stuff, even fucking Reaper. Like, uh, but like we're, we're still using pro tools. I've got, I, I figured out how to make it like work pretty flawlessly now. But like, I remember back on the red jumpsuit apparatus tour, like we had our laptop freeze like, four times like in four consecutive songs and it was fucking embarrassing oh. as fuck like because we have a shitload of stuff in our tracks you know like all of the, yeah. the soundscapes and everything so the last song i was just like the last song was zombies and i was like fuck it we're just gonna go for it right like we don't want this to freeze again let's just go for it well what i forgot is that in pro tools like i play with an axe effects and my axe like i don't ever change the tuning of my guitar itself all of my tuning changes happen with a pitch block inside of my axe effects. And all of those okay. are controlled through MIDI, through Pro Tools. 
So right. like oh, when shit. a song starts, it passes this this fucking parameter change, and then my guitar changes tunings, and like, or like even when it goes from like a you know a lead line to like back to the rhythm distortion, all of that's controlled with my Axe Effects and MIDI. Wow. So like okay. I didn't fucking think about it in the two seconds that we decided not to use the laptop <laughs> and we started this song, <laughs> and all the guitars. And the bass were in totally different fucking tunings, and it was oh, like man. it was oh, a, boy. it was a shit show, dude. I I was so embarrassed. I mean, it was a sold out show. Like it was it was such a clusterfuck. I was so embarrassed when I left there, and so mad that I just I didn't even load my shit off stage. Like my band knows, like if I'm in a fucking mood, leave me alone. And right. so I fucking left. <laughs> I left, and I'm walking around, and I see this tattoo shop, dude. And I fucking go in there, and I get this fuck Pro Tools tattoo. <laughs> that's amazing that's great that's amazing that's great what what year did you go on uh, on tour with uh red jumpsuit red jumpsuit and alisana was 2019 so i think it was april of 2019 so we finished that tour and then we had like two days off and then we played so what gotcha. after that that was and a- that and wow. during that break we got a fucking private tour of nasa which was fucking sick dude that's that's sweet. awesome it was fucking that's awesome. sweet you didn't play you didn't play the uh no, that was a year after, I think, because you didn't play with Red Jumpsuit and Rivals, right? No, I was okay. not on that one. Okay. No. That, I, I think, think that they were the actually, before. I think they went out with them before we did. I think, yeah, I think that was the year before. So, But uh, no, those guys are awesome, dude. I was actually just hanging out with John from Red Jumpsuit Apparatus out in Vegas last week. Um, you know, that whole festival was supposed to happen. I was one right. of the fucking unlucky few that had a day one ticket. So we went Ooh, down there wow. and wasted our, our fucking time. And I'm still furious about it. I can't even go on Instagram without like just being pissed off about all these people having a great time at a show that I paid money to go to and then didn't get to go. I got I got to say, like, uh, for, for there were bands that that only played like like four or five songs. Like I Prevail, I think they played like five songs. No like, way, dude! They were a headliner on that stage. They had to play nope. at least. Nope, really, they were not a headliner. No, they were early. They were early. Day one, they were they were the last time slot on one of the stages. Day two, they played five songs. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was just, uh, I mean, I get it. Like, I, I, I've been in the fucking industry for so long. I understand the logistical side of that, and like, you know, we don't want stages collapsing. We don't want anyone dying. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, like, they should have had a fucking contingency day. Like, okay, everyone from Saturday, you're gonna watch the show on Monday now. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like night, you know, back to the the sports thing. Like Nitro World Games, which is basically the equivalent of X Games. Like they had a fucking weather delay because of wind as well in Sydney, but their Saturday and their Sunday shows got canceled, and they had a contingency day for Monday where they did all the events on Monday, mm-hmm. and all the tickets were good for Monday. Like we should have had something like that instead of yeah, the, you got a the one original day. The one original day that was proposed, like this right, festival was, that was the original one day. Anybody that yeah. was smart enough to get a ticket before it sold out, yeah, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Right. It's like I was just so frustrated with it, dude, because you know all my buddies are having this anyway. Uh, you know, John from Red Jumpsuit felt bad, and and like you know, anytime we're around each other, we always make sure we get to see each other. But he came down to Fremont, and we sang a bunch of emo songs down in Fremont, like fucking. You know, drink nice. whiskey at two in the morning, just jamming down Old, there. So it was, it was Vegas is where to go, man. That's my favorite. One hundred percent. The strip, the strip blows. Um, yeah, my favorite spot. Yeah, 
fucking a man yeah, yeah. The, i mean like even like silverstein i think that it, we, we we've had like a couple of those guys on and like even josh we just had him on again and we were like all right so you're going on out on this co-headline tour uh you've got 20 years of songs how how do you make 15 how do you how do you make 15 they did like six or seven Dude, but it's like they were probably their that? best six or seven songs. Like it would have been fucking yeah. awesome anyway, you know. Like, yeah. I will say though that like you know, there was some pop up shows that happened, like Red Jumpsuit and. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A bunch of people did some. Yeah, a bunch of people did. So shows, like, it got like, canceled. John calls me. and was like, dude, like it got canceled. He's like, but we're gonna play this pop up show. We haven't posted it yet. We're gonna play this pop up show at the Strat. So come through. And so. We make a plan to, and the, the show is supposed to start at four. Well, they tweet it. There's 80,000 emo kids that got nothing to do other than try to get to these <laughs> pop-up shows. Right. So, like, by 2.30, the cops showed up and shut the whole thing down because the, there, was, there was, like, 10,000 people trying to get into this little fucking little, like, cafe that they're going to play at inside this casino. So we walk up. Luckily, I had some friends that had a – like, you had to have a room key to get into the hotel. Luckily, right. we had some friends staying there, so we were able to get in. So we were able to see some of the show. But, like, there were so many people in there, dude. I could not even see the musicians on the stage. I could only hear them. All I could see was a sea of people. It was fucking wow. That's crazy. And that was, a, that was a pretty good bill, too. That wasn't just Red Jumpsuit. They had Red Jumpsuit, Hawthorne Heights, Armor for Sleep. And it was pretty dope. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Armor for Sleep. Yeah. Like, they just got back together, too. So that's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah, it was awesome. That's awesome. And then I know that uh, All American Rejects did one too, and people waited eight fucking hours to get into that show. Wow, damn, that's crazy. crazy. I had uh, I had friends there, and uh, they actually enjoyed the the night before. They did like um, yeah, they did a bunch of pre-show. strange nineties. Yeah, strange yeah, nineties. And, and, and like I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll just see them tomorrow. And so of course we missed all of them. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah, the that was like a story night. of the year. And yeah, 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 and, and uh, Sleeping uh, Sirens and a bunch Sleeping of Sleeping Sirens, yeah. The one, the one saving grace I do have though is that we went and saw a day to remember and the used with movements like the Friday before we left for Vegas, and that was like, that was the dopest show I've been to since my days on Warp Tour. To be honest, oh, nice. like it was, yeah. it was so much fucking fun. So at least I, we got to see that. <laughs> you know, I have this issue with, with day to remember where I see them and then they put out this new single like a week later and then they start playing it live. And it's yeah, always right. like the dopest single that they put out. Like, so the first one was Resentment. And I was like, that single was fucking this great. Like three days ago. You didn't, now you put it in your set and now Miracle. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck. I, love that, I love that they're going back to that. Cause like when they were doing that shit with Marshmallow and stuff, like I just wasn't about that. Like, yeah. Miracle and Resentment are both fucking awesome songs. Well, the way, the way he wrote that record uh, was, really interesting because he basically just like went out to LA for a month and had right. writing sessions like planned out like two or three writing sessions a day with different people and just writing shit and seeing what That's would vibe. Awesome. And if they got into a room and they were like 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes into it, they were like, all right, dude, this is not going to work. Out you go. <laughs> all right. Well, Miracle, um, I liked because, you know, you know, Jeremy writes a lot of stuff for, um, for wage war like that's kind of yeah. like his project um yeah like all the shit that's too heavy for a day to remember he kind of just sifts over there and so yep. like it was nice to, on miracle to like hear some of the shit that probably like 
was just on the cusp of being like too heavy, but like they stuck with it. I love that there's like a double breakdown, like in the breakdown of fucking. Oh yes, and it's sick as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wage war, wage war. They were oh, wage incredible war. at too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we we. Those guys th- are awesome. it. I've seen them a bunch of times. They're really good. Um, I actually have a guitar tuned to wage war tuning. Which is it's like fun. what? Like fucking G it's or something. F sharp. F sharp. F sharp. But it's but it, it's it's a strat. It's a twenty-two oh, nice. fret strat. So it's like F sharp, F sharp, so on. And it's uh <laughs> just all I let him play every, He's like, every fucking string. Yeah. He, he he picked it up for the first time. He's like, what the what yeah. the fuck like, is what, this? what the fuck is happening? Dude, I, right I so after that red jumpsuit tour, like I think it was like the day after it ended. I think it was the day before we went to NASA. Um, my buddy Lee McKinney from Born of Osiris lives in Dallas, and we had just played Trees. And like I hit him up on our day off, and it was his birthday. So we all met up and went back to Trees to watch Pliny and Mestiz, which is Javier from Animals as Leaders. Okay. And like we were hanging out drinking with whiskey with Javier, and that dude's got a fucking – he's got like a – I think it's a – an eight string strat that he plays. It's the oh, only wow. one that exists in the world, but it's fucking dope. Yeah. It's baller. Super sick. Yeah. Eight string strat. Eight string awesome. strat? I, I actually over there yeah. I am building I'm building my uh my baritone strat because baritones Fuck, yeah. are I play a I play a telly body style um for my guitars. Um I love it. But I do have one custom one. I wish I had it in here. Uh my seven string is like pretty dope i was i was doing these real estate classes and my uh my instructor like we got on the subject of music and turns out the dude builds guitars and so he fucking built me like my custom like signature model or whatever nice it's like um it's a washburn idol series body with uh a schecter like neck or like a headstock but okay. ebony fretboard, it's like walnut, it's neck through, and then it's got a buckeye burl top, and I fucking love the thing, dude. It's, nice. it's my favorite awesome. seven string as well. I I, I wrote a bunch of stuff in my set on my seven string, and then I ended up getting a, a PRS baritone. And nice for a while, like I was just doing the seven string, and then I, like this past show that I did, I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna, I, I need a backup for my seven, so might as well just tune the the baritone to that because totally. i was just i was just putting my my baritone in like just balls fucking low low tuning just right just because i can i'm a bass <laughs> yeah right. yeah dude. Bass. we actually we have a new song that's not a part of this stuff that's coming out now it's gonna pr- probably be the single for the next record uh that we did in in drop f uh maybe it's f sharp oh. but uh it's actually like it's a pop song that's tuned that low like yeah. i mean it's not full pop right. it's still it's still us but like You'd never know, dude. I mean, the no. the the guitar and the bass are in the same tuning, so like like in the same octave. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. gnarly, right? But, but that's, I, what, but that's I, what that's what issues does, and like it leaves so much fucking room for Tyler's vocal or did I guess I maybe it's too right. soon. I don't know, but uh, you know, it left so much so much room for his vocals back in the day because everything was dropped so much lower, and there's all this headspace for vocals. And I I love yeah. that approach, you know. Instead of trying to fit everything in the same sonic space. Like drop everything in octave and you know leave the drop it all in octave and let him do his like fucking R and B stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. yeah. But yeah, I just I, I dropped my I I tuned up my baritone to do to do my seven string stuff and I I just love the feel of it and I was like oh, man yeah. 
I am gonna sell my seven and I'm just gonna convert a telly into a into a baritone. Yeah, That's I awesome. want a baritone. That's I definitely want a baritone. I've never been able to Let's get down. One. I'm sure. Let's build one. I've never been able to get down with a seven string. I always I don't know. I'm not good enough. Dude, I love it. I love my <laughs> seven string so much. Like I, you know, I, I don't fucking shred by any means at all. Like mo I mean, I'm more mm -hmm. of a rhythm player than anything. But like, I fucking love choir. My yeah. string, dude. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yo, man, you you do something in um, which which one of the singles is it? I'm trying to remember now which song it is. Um, shit. I think it's. Is it asphyxiate? No, or no, it's parasite. It isn't parasite because it's the breakdown or the the bridge in parasite. Um, and it's the simplest, it's it, not the simplest thing, but it's like the, it's, it's not anything crazy. It's just more rhythmic, but you go into the, you go into that bridge and you're, and you're doing like the, uh, the high bends. Yeah. Right. And then you drop down and do the low bends. Yeah. Which is unusual. And uh, when I heard it, I was like, oh, what a great move that was. <laughs> because Dude, it's, it's super weird because like, it's like a bar chord on four, like the da 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 da. And then it's yeah, just. Yeah. It's just a regular octave chord, and then the root note stays the same. We just change where we do the bends at, like drop it up to the right. third. But, but dropping it, it, doing it up high, and then dropping it down low is just – I haven't heard that. You know what I mean? Like um, you, you expect certain things when you when you listen to any kind of genre. You expect a certain style or, or, or framework of, of the way things are going to be approached, right? Totally. Um, and even when you hear something that just slightly kind of – pulls you out of that for a second it's so noticeable and it's so cool just that like i went back and listened to that part a couple more times because i was like fuck yeah what a cool <laughs> like a cool idea <laughs> and i appreciate that yeah that dude like, I, I think that's why i say like you know if, if if people haven't heard us before like and they're trying to check out these new songs like that would be the first one i send people to because it's like it's got that unique breakdown it's got that like wow factor yeah well, the video is great. Uh, it's also it's also more singing than 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 screaming in a lot of it, which is it's still the heaviest song we've really ever done though. Like uh, you know, yeah. like I, my yeah, vocals I on that, like I've never really done vocals like that before, where it's like it's a very plot and you type style like Landon does. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, I mean I did when I heard it back the first time, I like got goosebumps because I was like, "Fuck, was that me, dude? <laughs> that sounds pretty fucking nice. sweet." <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Fucking a, well, but yeah, that definitely popped out at me. So yeah, oh, yeah. So okay. awesome. now that we're talking about guitars, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to mention it. Um. So yeah, dude, we. I'll probably up. I'll probably steal that idea for something. <laughs> All right, I like it. He only goes down to C C sharp. So yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm, my I'm guitar really... stays in drop D flat all the time. All like I said, all the tuning changes are all through my axe effects, like all the way down right. to. I think. Uh, I think that I drop it down as low as B from there, but then when we go to the our songs that are like an A sharp, I use my seven string, and then I just leave it and drop A, and then pitch block it up one semitone to make it higher instead of like putting all that extra tension nice. on my strings. You know, I can do that now because I have the quad cortex. I just got the quad cortex. Oh, dude, those are sick. And those I are can, sick. I can I can reliably and realistically drop tune in the cortex yeah uh, i had a helix before that and there they, it wasn't There's quite as DSP in it. yeah it just wasn't strong yeah enough to, i never liked the line six shit dude but that neural stuff is like 
it fucking sounds insane. Like if I didn't, yeah, like I, I'll probably leave my live setup what it is because it just it's already set up and it works. But like if I was gonna buy something new, I, I did just get this fucking amp that Mesa sent me. That's a a Badlander, which is dope because like okay. It's you know how tube amps like you have to have a load on them through a speaker or whatever or like fucks yeah. up the tubes. This yep. one's oh. not like that. You can just go direct in with it. I don't it's have got to a play the cab, and it has it has amp impulse responses or, or like cab impulse responses built in, like with the knob on the back that I can roll through like Ooh. eight of their. Cabs. Oh shit! I can also plug it in with the USB to my computer and like change those cab impulse responses to whatever I want. I, I remember it, I had I had man it's baller as shit but if I didn't have that stuff and I wasn't playing my Axe Effects I would be buying a Quad Cortex for sure I I actually had an amp that they were like um, oh shit what was the name of it oh it was, it was a Black Star it was a Black Star right, right. and they said that they had the uh, the red box on the back of it and I was like oh sweet I'm gonna go di and I'm gonna record yeah. and it's gonna be fucking great and it sounded like dog shit i had that Marshall <laughs> absolute that I... dog shit yeah yeah oh yeah that's right we played with Marshall that, too. that I brought this up. one sounds like, fucking baller dude like if you want to check it out it's the badlander um i've got the 100 watt version but it it has a switch to go from 50 and 25 watt right. but ola england does a fucking review on it like on on uh youtube and it's sick it's like it's like you know how like a dual rec like to make it sound fucking awesome you like put a tube screamer before it yep. and like a noise suppressor yeah mm -hmm. this is like all of that is built into the chain already. So, like, you just go straight in, and it's the gnarliest shit you've heard. It's, like, meant for fucking metal. It's awesome. That's awesome. Before we go, now that we're on amps now, what's uh, your favorite amp that you've ever owned? Ooh. I think, I mean, honestly, I think this Badlander, dude. It's fucking, yeah. it's that sick. Like, yeah, I've had a triple wrecked, a dual wrecked. I, I used to play this, like, Bogner-made Line 6 thing, like, where I had all the digitability of Line 6. But <laughs> I, had I had one of those. He had one of those. And it was dope at the time. It was great, yeah. man, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. Except I, for that like, plastic I, input really a... jack. That plastic yeah. input jack sucked ass. <laughs> I, dude, I, back when we played half stacks and shit, I fucking was trying to pull mine into a venue once, and the whole thing toppled over, and the jack snapped oh. off in there. Yeah, and I was like so devastated, and and luckily we found like some old school amp guy that was able to fix it the next day for like thirty bucks. Yeah, nice. But, oh, holy shit! Yeah, I mean, as far as like traditional tube amps go, this Badlander is definitely the dopest thing I've ever fucking owned. Um, wow, nice. I have this random like little one twelve or one ten trainer amp that I I got. Dude, with trainers Coke. are sick. Yeah, I would never play it for my style of music, but like, yeah. throw a fucking reverb and delay on that shit and play a strat through it. It sounds amazing. They are sick. Amps. Awesome. I happen to, I love the sound of a 112. Mm -hmm. uh, like, even if you plug a, like a head into a 112, I love the focused sound of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been, uh, I always played a Mesa oversized before. Um, and then when we got this Mesa deal, they sent me this head and a 212, and I've, I've been running my 412 and 212 together, but miking the 212, 212 like, is... just for stage volume, really. Because yeah. in reality, like, in reality, most of the time, I, I don't even use cabs. I just go direct in through right. my right. aspects. Um, but I've been miking the 212, dude, and it's like, it still sounds oomphy because I got the 412 underneath it, but, like, it's tight as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just being the 212. It's awesome. I, like, I learned that when... um. I, I had a triple rec. We were recording in the studio and the producer was like, I had my 412 and, and the producer was just like, dude, you just 
relax with that and just plug into the and he had a mesa 112 speaker and i it plugged into it and i was like oh that sounds way better well, it's just cleaner <laughs> dude you don't have all yeah. the fucking overtones and all the fucking and the air and the yeah Dude, my my favorite sure. amp I've my favorite amp I've ever owned, and I've owned like I I owned a '67 Bassman, I owned a, a Marshall 800 from like '87. Like I I found all these amps because I always like I was chasing uh, Mike Ness from Social Distortions Guitar Town. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> that's that's who I wanted. But my my favorite amp I've ever owned is a uh, it's a Mesa Boogie. It was a it was a combo. It was called a Rocket 440, and it was a 410 combo that was just the most badass sounding it's, it's like the only amp that i truly regret selling and like i don't have any amps anymore because i'm because i'm all just direct well let me know but if like, you need a lead on that dude i'll hit my mesa guy up he probably has one in a warehouse somewhere may may because because they don't even make those i don't think anymore but but no. yeah let you me know, know. They also don't make <laughs> let me know i'm not you know <laughs> what they also don't make which is fucking weird is they don't make an 810 base cab anymore is really? that weird though? <laughs> is that I mean, weird though? No, that was their like thing though. That no, was, I, yeah, know. Like, I, I mean, I know, Ampeg but still does right. Like Ampeg makes the eight ten. Yeah, like, that's true. Every tour but how many band members that, have like, rolled their eyes? How many band members have rolled their eyes at their first time bass player rolling that son of a bitch into a rehearsal? Oh, uh, every time. <laughs> I dude, I saw this meme that was like, "Name a better duo." I'll wait, and it's like an eight ten cab in a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember the first time I saw that was when we played with, with Trust Company and, and their bass player had it. And I was like, ooh, that's really awesome and really sounds awesome and great. And then right. I was like, oh, you got to carry that shit. Fuck that. Yeah. I, I, that's <laughs> why I, like, I'm, I'm such an advocate of just not using cabs at all anymore. Like, just no. go fucking direct it. I no mean, need, we live man. in a world where we just don't need them. It's just, it's like excess shit you got to mix. Like, yeah. Like, let me just give you my fucking, like, give you this XLR tail, put it in your board, yep. and it's going to yeah, sound man. perfect right away. We've we've never sounded better than when we all decided to go digital yeah. and go yeah, direct. Dude. You know, it's like, so we've, we've, we've never sounded better as a band. I've never, like, I spent years never hearing my guitar ever because I sing and play guitar. So my amp was always off to the outside of my bass player, and I was in the middle. And so I never heard anything because no one's ever given I love me how you say... I never heard my guitar. Right. I've never heard my guitar or my vocals. Well, yeah. <laughs> until I went digital. Dude, minor mixes <laughs> right. are the hardest things, dude. Like, like right. it will make like I can I can be like, hey, how did that sound? To like someone that is not biased and is gonna give me their honest opinion and they'll be like, That sounded great. And I'll be like, it sounded like fucking dog shit to me because I couldn't right. hear yeah. stage. Exactly. Like it's a hundred percent about the monitor mix for me, man. Like so and I bring I've been my training. little ten. I bring my little 10 monitor, set it on stage next to the vocal monitor. He's like, do you want any guitar in your monitor? I'm like, do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> like, guitar into that. I've got yeah, it. We I'm started, like, yeah, we started using in-ears, dude. And like not, you know, like if you don't have all that fucking volume, on, I, I like having a cab on stage for stage volume if the monitor makes yeah. it suck. But like if you can just remove all of that shit, go direct in and use in-ears and like get your own mix like exactly how you want it, like. Maybe it sounds like shit out there after that, but it sounds good to you. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? yeah. just if it sounds out. good to you, you're going to put on a That's good show. That's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Fucking A. Well, we have taken up a lot of your time. So much of your time. <laughs> and we really do appreciate it, dude. Like, this has been a lot of fun, and we really appreciate you hanging out with us. Hell so yeah, man. Before you, we... guys, you guys got me started on the Evans, so I kind of forgot about the time. 
nice. Um, we we did too. We tend to do that. We so. yeah, it happens. It happens. But uh, before we sign off here, I want you to let everybody know where to find everything alive in Barcelona. Everything you, what's going on? Again, this comes out. Flatline is out now. Flatline so. is out now for everyone that's listening to this. Yes. So yes, Flatline is out now. Uh, it is available on all music platforms, anywhere that you get music. Um, you know, stream it wherever you can. Like you buy it on fucking iTunes, whatever you want to do, just listen to the shit. Um, I don't even care if you pirate it. Like I don't think you, I don't think you torrents a thing anymore. But you can do that if you want. If you um, want to, like, get viruses and stuff that's totally cool yeah you might it might be a porn video you're downloading i can't promise that it's going to be our music either way you win <laughs> you know what if if their music's behind it it's going to be a good one yeah 100 dude like i'll have a girl spread eagle behind parasite like it's all good there you go maybe that we works. cut back from the show <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, no uh, i mean you know anywhere you can listen to music uh you know listen to listen to flatline listen to our old stuff too uh you can find us on all social media platforms tiktok instagram facebook whatever twitter um you know just check out our website aliveinbarcelona.com uh buy some merch we got some new stuff up for parasite and for asphyxiate and uh we'll have another another new one out for decay um probably i'm probably gonna put that out tomorrow actually so uh well it'll be past it'll be out. tomorrow but it'll be out it'll right? be out yeah check it but out. uh yeah anywhere you can find music man and anywhere i mean dr google just fucking look it up. Nice. We'll also, like I said before, we'll have links we'll down, have links down, down below. below. Uh, I will say, if you go to their website, do not try to use that MySpace link. It doesn't go anywhere. Uh, Is there a MySpace link? <laughs> I, I knew you didn't know. <laughs> he has, I have it in the notes here. He's like, do you know you still have a MySpace link? That's fucking hilarious, dude. I, dude. When we first started, we were a MySpace band. I fucking remember yeah, that shit, dude. Yeah, Absolutely. We, we were, were like one of those guys who was like, ah, fuck Facebook. It'll die off. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Little well, did we know Justin Timberlake was going to buy all of our fucking MySpaces <laughs> and just delete that shit. Yeah, right. But yeah, I, I, I saw the link and I tried to go to it and it doesn't go anywhere. So uh, well, so if I'm you're looking surprised. for the MySpace page, it's not there. Yeah, sorry, but guys. All the other ones. All the other ones. All the other ones. <laughs> Thank and you for also, like, all of us, All of us in the band, like we fucking love interacting with our fans. So like send us a direct message, dude. We'll, like let's strike up a conversation. Let's let's hang out. So uh, nice. yeah, we're, we're, we're very personable people and we like to be um, social, you know. I love that. Yeah, I love that. We had a stinker of an episode a couple of weeks ago. So, <laughs> did you? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's unusable. <laughs> it's unusable. So, uh, I know. the fact that, uh, and that was like the first one in like 140. You know so, what I mean? Not everybody's going to like us. But okay. you are a personable person, and I like that. And that's pretty awesome. And it made for a great episode, great long episode. Yeah. So thank you. I mean, dude, that's how I roll. Like, I want to be able to go to a show and like have some random person say hi, and I want to be able to have a conversation with them. Like, I fucking, I'll talk to anybody. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about, man. Unless they wear fucking, unless they wear tap out gear, then like, then just stay away. You know. (laughs) (laughs) What about Affliction or Ed Hardy? Affliction? Yeah, fuck that. They can suck a dick. Oh uh, man, we got a story when we go they, off. They can get back yeah, in their yeah. fucking F one fifty like lifted truck. And... <laughs> That's parked in two spots for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking idiots. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Even sedans. Oh, I just dealt with a sedan. Oops, so but you know what? We want to leave on a positive note. So the music's <laughs> awesome. 
<laughs> the band is awesome. And we had a great time. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you, Jesse, for being here and being a part of this. Yes, and everyone, remember throughout your day, every morning when you get up, every day during the day, anytime during the day when you start to feel a little bit down, just think of that thing that makes it a little bit better for you. Think yes. of that thing that could be a topping to your day. could be a side, side to your day. could, could be the main course. could be the main course to your day. Could and always ask yourself the most important question. Do you remember the question? No one ever remembers the question. Is bacon a side, a main course, or a topic? Not that question. Not close, that question. Close. But, but it would be okay. a, a very personal thing. Like, what's your, your bacon? bacon? What is it in your life? What's your bacon? And we're back. No, we have to. We, I have to clap for. And we're back. And we're back. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't rehearsed at all. Nothing you can is. tell. Nothing. Yeah. You can tell. You can. Yeah. You can absolutely. It's pretty tell. obvious. Uh, if it was, then sorry. Yeah. That's why but, I'm not uh, an actor. Dude, Jesse. Jesse was awesome. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we got to learn a little bit about him after the episode. So yeah. Yeah. You guys saw the episode. We continued to talk <laughs> for a while. And uh, maybe we'll add the rest of that. Were we still recording when that was happening? Yes. Yes, we were. So, so. If, if you're a patron uh, on uh, the patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast, yes. we'll throw the extra up there, too. So it'll be an extra yeah. long, long thing. So yeah. that is on there for anybody that wants to jump on and check that out as well. But, but, uh, but yeah, it was really cool to like learn that he is also a manager of yeah. bands. And it's like, oh, cool. You, you want to try and he used and make... to tour manage bands. And... and he wants to like throw this out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Dude, Jesse's super cool guy. Uh, definitely go listen to the new record. I enjoy their music. Uh, yeah. What else can I say? Like, yeah, I, actually, I really dug it. I, you know, we we get we we listen to a lot of bands. We listen to a lot of uh, artists and stuff. And I know that uh, you can be a little bit uh, ear tired to the uh, to yes. some of the post hardcore yes metal rock stuff. I but, I can definitely. Um, I'm a much harsher critic than you on those. Yeah, I that, think. that's just like my wheelhouse. I, right. I enjoy yeah. Yeah. It. But uh, I, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give me something for me yeah. to like stick with you. And uh, and the fact that he was like citing parts of songs, right. I was like, oh, he does like them. Oh, I did, yeah, for yeah. Sure. I, I, I like it was a hard read for me because we learn about these guys, we research on our own, and I, I have my opinion, opinion. He has his opinion, and uh, yeah, mid, mid episode, he was talking about, oh, well, when you do this and this, and I was like. Oh, he did like that. Right. <laughs> okay. There, yeah, there are definitely times where uh, where I've come in here and I've been like, "That song is terrible." <laughs> I really hope, I really hope that they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that's happened. I, I, like, I'll be straight up with you. Um, yeah. And it's it's not that the song is terrible. It's that, in my opinion, I like or dislike things. And you gotta give me something to, to again. You gotta give me something to latch on to. If you're in One a more genre, zads. if you're in a genre that I hear a lot of, yeah, um, you gotta give me something to latch on to. And they definitely did. I really, I really dug it. I yeah. really, I like their music. I like their, I like their sound. I like their tones. I liked him as a person. I like his approach. Um, yeah, just very cool. I was, yeah, I was, I was very into it. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna end this episode. Let's yeah. end this. Where do they find you? Me, personally, at me, my own self. Mike, 
on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. My band, Something Heavy. We've got our new single out, Learning, finally. And uh, you can catch us on all the, the streaming platforms, as we talked about before. Yes, indeed. Even Deezer. Even Deezer. Even Deezer. Do Even you have Deezer? Deezer? If, if anybody has Deezer, okay. Okay. <laughs> Who has Contest Deezer? time. Yeah. Contest time. If you have Deezer, we're going to send you something from Manscaped. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you have Deezer... I want to see your last bill. Your last bill? No, not the bill, but like a the, screenshot. The, the, yeah, screenshot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a screenshot yeah. that you <laughs> paid for Deezer. <laughs> yeah. If you paid for Deezer, I want to see your credit card information. I want to see your credit <laughs> card. No, the screenshot of, of being paid 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 for Deezer. Social security number. <laughs> yeah. Bloody your firstborn. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, so yeah. Uh, uh, so at something having music. Yes. And also, you can, you can find me. Wait, but, but I don't know. We're gonna oh, do us. Oh, 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 do us oh, last. Okay. So uh, that go, you know, go people remember the first and last. Oh, okay. Right, right. So we, so we're gonna do, we're gonna do us last. Okay. So that we're the the final flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, bacon's yeah. the final no, no, flavor no, no, in the yes. mouth. Yeah, no, no. Fine. Right. Go so go right now, it. a little strange taste. CravenStrange.net. You can find me and my band. CravenStrange.net. All our socials are on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find me at Jimmy G Shoes on all the socials. Check us out there now. Bacon is my podcast. You can find it baconismypodcast.com, where you can find links to not only all of our sponsors as well as promo codes, etc., 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 but you can also find all our episodes. You can find Bacon is my fashion, where you can check out our swag and you can buy a T-shirt or something and show your love, show your bacon love. That's the yes. best way to find other bacon lovers in the lot in the wild. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see each other, if you see someone else in a bacon is my podcast shirt, take pictures of yourselves and please hashtag what's your bacon and send us a picture and we'll put it up on the site. Um, you can also find our collective music under the moniker bacon is my passion. 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 Uh, you can check that out. Uh, you can find it at baconismypodcast.com or you can find us on all the streaming sites as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you yes. guys for being here. Uh, like we said before, we do have a Patreon, so check that out for extra episodes. Watch us eat terrible things. Watch us cook delicious things. Watch extended episodes of this very podcast, ad-free, and, uh, you know. Uh, sometimes extended. Sometimes longer. Way longer. Sometimes way longer. Sometimes way longer. Check it out. Uh, have conversations with us on there. We'll do things from time to time. We'll do live events from time to time. Live streams. Launch, things like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. So definitely check that out. Stick with us. Thank you. If you're still here... Thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for being a part of us. We do appreciate you very much. Stay in the conversation with hashtag what's your bacon, hashtag bacon is my pod, or hashtag bacon is my podcast. Any one of those, send us what you like, send us what you don't like. If you checked us out on Strangerhood TV, which is our YouTube channel, and you're watching us right now, let us know what you think of the new logo, which is behind us right now. Oh, yeah. yeah That's let right. Us, let us we know got the if logo like stuff it. now. It's uh, pretty sweet. Let us know what you think of that. Let us know what you think of the show. Let there's going to be new, the there's going to be changing, changing of the, the stuff. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. We're, we're empty. We're empty. Completely empty. But we have the... We're going to have... We have the power to have a second camera. There's potential to there's have... potential. To have that... We can have another camera. ...happen. Then we just went to black screen. But we could go to other things. And you never know when that's going to happen. You, you don't know. never know when that's going to happen. So stick with us. Thank you. And remember to ask yourself every day. 
one super important question. What's your bacon? Bacon. World peace.